today. Now, it's vegan. day in downtown Orlando, Florida, and today I will be driving my chicken truck around organic or Orlando, Florida. I can't wait. I'll be going to Dave's and Dave's Chicken Fingers and uh, Chick-fil-A Chicken Part Emporium and uh, all the other usual suspects, the garbage places that human beings tend to congregate at in order to chow down on the bloody animal parts of our fallen, other of the other tribes of Earth. My chicken truck will go there and squawk, squawk about, maybe change some minds, maybe just... But the goal is just to have them think for just a moment about the billions of animals, 10 billion chickens a year who are killed needlessly in slaughterhouses and egg, and egg hatcheries. So there you go. It's going to be great. Jackie Boyle, hello. Welcome. Cannibalism, exactly. Why, why must we torture the other tribes of Earth? Why do human beings find it so pleasant to murder those who have simply less? Those who are less fortunate in um, their abilities to use technology. Because, you know, animals do use tools. They're just not as good at it as we are. So, uh, yeah, so why, why do we want to Why wanna, wanna kill the other animals who don't use it? I don't know. It's fucked. I don't know at all. But today, you know, um, I, I wanted to say, like, okay, so yesterday I went to you know, at the top of the show, I like to talk about what I did yesterday. And yesterday, I went to Orlando Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida. If you haven't seen the Book of Mormon, there's a long joke about how the guy wants to do his missionary in Orlando. And he sings a whole song, Orlando. Anyway, so the I went to Orlando University, Universal Studios, Orlando, and, and Universal Islands of Adventure, Orlando yesterday. And, I, of course, I've been – we don't have an Islands of Adventure. I remember when Islands of Adventure opened up and they had a Marvel um, superheroes – but it's like comic book, Marvel comic book superheroes island. And, my God, when I was a kid, I wanted to go so bad. I wanted to go so badly. And I know – now I look at it and it's all I, I don't like I don't like theme parks. So now I look at it and I'm like, man, I wish I had gone here about 30 years ago. 30 years ago, this place would have been the shit. I would have gone nuts for this place. Great roller coasters, but um I don't like theme parks because they're basically 
just okay so here's what happens at a theme park you go to a store and it's just a themed store each store only has like it's all they're all souvenir shops right but like souvenir shops are all over you can go to venice beach and find souvenir shops and you'll find like if you go to salt lake city and you want to go to souvenir shops the souvenir shops all have the same 300 items right they all have the same 300 items they just have or you go to you go to you go to salt lake city you can go to denver you can go to chicago there's all sorts of of gift shops in chicago and all of them have about the same 300 items that they're trying to sell and they're just multiple shops doing it that's what a theme park is except you pay to be there so you pay to go in and now the buildings look funkier now there's a simpson themed gift shop and a uh superman themed gift shop and a hard rock cafe themed gift shop like there's this every single place that you go is just another gift shop that looks different and also here's what else go to different places like daytona beach or any place that has a lot of people at it you usually have these things called midway games or fairway games i don't know those stupid games where you throw like a ring on the bucket and then you get a prize. You know what I'm talking about. They have them all over the world. You throw a thing into another thing and you get a thing. And it's a way to separate people from their money. You can get it at – you can go to a carnival in the middle of Alabama at the local volunteer fire department party. And you will see the same games. But these games are a little souped up. They're, they're themed. So you have a Jurassic Park-themed basketball shoot. And you have a um, Popeye-themed, I don't know, punching thing, hammer thing, whatever. It's just the same shit over and over and over again. And then you go to food. And it's the same 15 items of food sold in different ways with different decor. That's all it is. Over and over and over again. And why I don't like Orlando, like in Hollywood and Disneyland and like the other ones, I don't go to Disneyland because I don't like the, anyway, when you go to those places, it's the same shit, but smaller, like Universal Studios Hollywood small. Orlando has taken this concept and made it very, very large, but it's still the same thing. It's a gift shop disguised as a gift shop, a different type of gift shop, but selling the same shit inside. It's a restaurant disguised as a different idea and concept, but with the same shit on the menu. Mostly chicken and sauce. Dead chicken and sauce. That's mostly what they sell. Chicken and sauce. Sometimes pizza with chicken and sauce. Pizza. Uh, Caesar salads and chicken and sauce. Anyway. And then they just – but they've taken it to the nth level. So instead of having 10, they have 50 of those or 100 of those or 300 of those. But it's still the same thing over and over and over again. And I don't uh, – no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. I don't like it. I don't like theme parks because of that. And plus, it's a bunch of asshole carnies walking around eating turkey legs and eating uh, – just eating animals in the street. Like, they're just walking around from one place to another eating animals. Like, except for a few cool roller coasters. I don't know. Whatever. Like, I'm not a big fan of Orlando theme parks. Theme parks in general, but Orlando in particular. 
not as cool as what I thought. If I had been here when I was a little kid, I would been I would have been he- totally into it. And consumerism writ large, exactly. I don't understand. Like, is is anything enriching about it? I, it was interesting because I I there was a part where I went. Oh, there's a uh, Ignat's mouse hitting Crazy Cat with a brick, and I was like, oh, and and Little Nemo, the comic. There's a a Toon Land where like the comic books, like uh, comic strips that my grandfather would have read, are all uh, they're big. Everything's just big, and I'm thinking nobody here knows what Crazy Cat is and Ignat's mouse. Why did they make this? Who did they make this? Four. And then there's a Dr. Seuss land. And I'm like, nobody knows what Dr. Seuss is. And like, no, none of these kids know who Dr. Seuss is anymore. Why is whatever? It's an annoying thing. I don't, I don't, I don't get why people like it. It's, it doesn't enrich them, is what I mean. There's not like they're they're learning anything from being around nothing. Nothing isn't it's idle. It's like we're so dumb, fat, and happy in America that Orlando, Florida is allowed to exist. If I were, if I were, <laughs> if I were a hater of America and I came to Orlando, I might get radicalized to do something stupid. Just put it that way. It's unbelievable and I don't like it. US seems like one big amusement park and the world pours into. And the world pours into part with their money to get entertained. Yeah, I mean, a lot. There's a lot to be said. There's a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot there. There were some moments that I enjoyed. Of course, I mean, I'm not. I'm not an asshole. I like maybe a little bit of an asshole, but like I like the um, the race through New York with Jimmy Fallon was kind of fun. I liked like the. I like that they had whoever built these things has like an eye on history. And sees that like Jimmy Fallon wasn't the first. There was Jay Leno and there was Conan O'Brien. And there were all these people with The Tonight Show, right? There was Jack Parr and um, Johnny Carson. Anyway, so there's all these like they have this part where you walk in and you feel like you're in New York. It was really neat. Um, yeah, and they had like Blues Brothers stuff. And, uh, and, and the Toon World I thought was so cool, all the Popeye stuff. But, like, these kids don't know who Popeye is, why spinach is funny. Like, they the only thing on his boat was spinach seeds and spinach juice. That's hilarious. Anyway, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know why kids would even enjoy it. Well, who's this for? Who's this for? There's a book called Amusing Ourselves to Death. Yeah, I've heard of this. I've heard of this book. Just because one species could dominate another species in a horrific way does not give us the right and does not make our species. Yeah, that's called co- like colonialism because you can use technology better than others. You can make sure they can do what you say. That's right. Well, today is um, – I don't know. What do you guys think about Orlando? What do you think? Would you ever go? Would you ever go to Orlando to see the, the rides? I mean – it's it's and also in Orlando everything's far apart. It's so huge that they they didn't really think about they just made it as big as possible. So in Hollywood, when you walk from Hard Rock Cafe to the Chocolate Emporium, you're like a hundred feet away or something. Here it's like a fucking two hundred. It's like a mile away. Everything is so big and spread out. I don't get it. I think this is the most exercise most of the people I saw have ever gotten in their lives. Today is National Maine Day. If you're from Maine, 
please don't eat lobster. Don't eat lobster in Maine, please. They're sentient beings that don't deserve to, to be killed. National Flashlight Day. It's day of winter solstice. Is this a day of winter solstice? 1221. It's December 21st. Oh my god, in two days I'll be in I'll be in California. I can't wait. I'll be in California, guys. Can't believe it. I'll be back in key and in CA. National French Fried Shrimp Day. Why would you French fry a shrimp? You ever notice that, like, when you're a little kid, when I was a little kid, when many people are a little kid, they like fried shrimp. When you grow up, you're not supposed to, you weren't supposed to eat that shit when you were young, and you're not supposed to eat that shit when you're older. You're you're less. Why do people keep eating this stuff, man? Like it, this, these poor little sea creatures. There was a Bubba Gump shrimp at Orlando. There's always a Bubba Gump shrimp everywhere. And every big city in America has a Bubba Gump shrimp. It's a very strange phenomenon. It's a movie, guys. Like, why are we making restaurant-themed? It's still the same couple. It's still the same few items, 15 items. Well, we're a shrimp restaurant. Oh, uh, you got a burger? Yes, we do. Do you have a... Uh, do you have a, a Caesar salad? Yep, yep, we got that. Do you have chicken and sauce? You got chicken and sauce? Yeah, yeah, we have that. But this is bubblegum shrimp. We're a shrimp. Makes me sick. <laughs> Everywhere you go, it's the same shit. All right, so I don't know who Ann and Samantha are, but this is Ann Frank and Samantha. I don't know who Samantha. Who's Samantha Day? Who's Samantha? Okay, this is, that's Ann Frank, right? Celebrate and summer solstice, winter solstice, and Samantha Day honors Anne Frank and Samantha Smith. Frankfurt, Germany, on the cusp of one of the most significant upheavals in world history. Well, but who is Samantha Smith? The daughter of an instructor of college literature and a social worker, Samantha was born in 1972. When she was 10 years old, she sought to understand the Cold War between the United States and Russia, writing a letter to the Soviet Union near Aparov. While her letter was published in the Soviet Pravda, she did not receive a response from Andropov. And to be not to be discouraged, she sent a letter to the Soviet Union's ambassadors and he got a reply. Interesting. Let's read the let's read the, the Samantha Smith. Dear Mr. Andropov. Andropov is the Soviet leader of Russia in, in, in 1972. I, I want to you cannot smile if you are American. If you you Americans you smile too much, we do not like your capitalist swine. Um dear Mr. There was even okay, so in Toon World of or Toon Lagoon, they called it. In Toon Lagoon at Universal Studios Orlando, which they don't have in Hollywood, they had a um a, these things with Boris and Natasha from Rocky and Bullwinkle. And like Rocky and Bullwinkle was old when I was little. Rocky and Bullwinkle was something my parents watched. Why? Who is this for? Do people even know who Rocky and Bullwinkle? Moose and Squirrel. Moose and Squirrel will attack. We will attack Moose and Squirrel and betray our, our and take her back to Fatherland. To Brevnev. I have been to Florida in 2013. Orlando is the only place I didn't go. Well. It's not so bad. I'd rather be boiled in oil, says Vegan Stallion. <laughs> There's a book called Amusing Ourselves. Yeah, we read that. Sorry. Um, yeah. Do you do you remember who Boris and Natasha were? Moose and Squirrel. My name is Samantha Smith. I am, dear Mr. Andropov. My name is Samantha Smith. I am 10 years old. Congratulations on your new job. I have been worrying about Russia and the United States getting into a nuclear war. Are you going to, or is a... Uh, 
Homer Simpson says nuclear, or as uh, George W. Bush says, nuclear. <laughs> yeah, nuclear, nuclear, <laughs> nuclear. Uh, are you going to vote to have a war or not? If you aren't, please tell me how you are going to help to not have a war. This question you do not have to answer. But I would like to know why you want to conquer the world or at least our country. God made the world for us to live together in peace and not fight. Sincerely, Samantha Smith. Samantha Smith sounds like that. Dear Virginia. Yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. I love that people always have these like naive 10-year-olds. They're like, they're so innocent and perfect. You know what? Anna Frank was not naive. Was not. I hope I can confide in you, confide everything to you, as I have never been able to confide in anyone and hope you will be a great source of comfort and support. Anne Frank. Anna Frank was, okay, well, anyway, I'm not going to, I don't know why it's Anne Frank and Samantha Smith Day, whatever. Okay, so the reply. In America, in our country, there are nuclear weapons. Terrible weapons that can kill millions of people in an instant. But we do not want to use them ever to be used. That's precisely why the Soviet Union solemnly declared throughout the entire world that never, never will it use nuclear weapons first against any country. In general, we propose to discontinue further production of them and to proceed with to the abolition of all stockpiles on Earth. Yuri Andropov, what a country. So there you go. That's uh, Yuri Andropov said that he doesn't want. So at the soon became as America's youngest, known as America's youngest ambassador. She's practically Shirley Temple. There she is, Samantha Smith. Aww. And Anne Frank. I don't believe that they are they should be compared, but for some reason this is Anne and Samantha Day. But whatever, man. People, why would we conflate those two things? I don't think that they are the same in any way, shape, or form. So there you go. It's also uh Yule Day of Winter. It's a Yule logs. Get a get yourself a Yule log. It's winter solstice guy. It's the it's the longest day of the year. Every day, this is the first day of winter, and every day after this day will get longer. You know, the biggest lie ever told to you is that in winter, the days get shorter. In the summer, the days get longer. That's not true. The first day of winter is the longest day of the year. And every day after this will get shorter. No, this is the shortest day of the year. Every day after this will get longer. Every day of the year will get longer. I'm not sure Trump would be hesitant to push the N button. He was not even hesitant to say the N word, Deb Thompson. He says the N word like it's going out of style. This guy, Donald Trump. Did you hear that Colorado is saying they're not going to put him on the ballot? Wow. That's incredible that he won't be allowed to be on the on the ballot. It's so early, says Maple, Maple, Maple Lee. Well, Maple Lee, I'm, I'm sorry. When I'm on the West Coast, we'll do it later. I'll be there for a few days, 10 days, I think. We'll do it later then. It's always 8 o'clock somewhere. Deb Thompson, yay, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool, right, Colorado? You know, they did something. Colorado did something. They won't allow Mr. Trump to be on the ballot because of his involvement in the insurrection against the United States of America on January 6, 2021. It's, it, you know, it was a big deal. He tried to, you know, destroy our democracy. Natasha and Boris, yes. 
<laughs> you know, Natasha and Boris, and it said Bomsky. I don't think anyone gets that joke. I got that joke because I'm a weird time traveler or something. I, I just remember weird old shit. The word of the day is Kafka-esque. It's one of my favorite words, Kafka-esque. It's weird because we were saying Kafka-esque a little while ago about animals, how animals have a Kafka-esque existence. It's often nightmarishly complex, bizarre, or illogical quality to it. Kafka-esque means, yeah. It's bizarre and complicated, and you can't get through it. You know what? Franz Kafka actually asked his um, his best friend when he died to burn everything. Just burn all of my manuscripts, my unpublished manuscripts. Burn it all. Lasez flamber. Lasez brennen. And because he spoke German, he was, a, he was Czech. But back then, Czech. The Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia, as it was then called, was actually part of the Austrian Empire, and he spoke German. So I have read lots of Kafka in the original German. He's an amazing writer. My favorite is The Trial in English. Some people's, most people's favorite is The Metamorphosis, but I think The Trial is the best one. It's the real kicker. He even wrote one called America, which is something that is worth reading. Anywho, Kafka-esque. What happens, the, the, the animal agriculture industry is Kafkaesque. It's gross. It's complicated. It's dark. It's evil. It's difficult to follow. It's intentionally obfuscating the facts. It's always against you. And if you cross it, it's coming for you. It's coming for you, Barbara. They're coming for you. Kafkaesque is a wonderful word to work into your repertoire. Your repertoire. Please do. Illogical. It's also illogical. More broadly, anything related to or subjective of the of the writing of Franz Kafka may be said to be Kafka-esque. So anyone that's like, because there have been lots of other writers that said, burn all my manuscripts. But of course, luckily, his friend, Albert, I think his name was, didn't burn it. He's like, uh, fuck that. And so he took all the manuscripts and he published them. <laughs> and he said that we will not allow that, that he he said he thought that if Kafka really wanted somebody to burn them he wouldn't have asked me to do it so in fact Kafka's will isn't asking me not to is asking me to protect them but his last will definitely said burn them but we didn't and the airline is notorious for its Kafka-esque procedures for changing flights, even in situations where a flight is canceled due to bad weather. Two people who had recently navigated the state's maze of housing programs also spoke to lawmakers on Thursday. Those living in poverty are expected to complete mountains of complicated paperwork to access aid and can be harshly penalized for any errors. For help, they may rely on overtaxed social workers who are themselves often stumped by the Kafka-esque bureaucracy their client's face. Kafka, Franz Kafka, he was a, he was a genius. Will we ever have a vegan for president? It's so funny because I wrote this poem that I want to be the president despite being vegan. <laughs> it's like a Allen Ginsberg howl thing. I want to be president despite being, um, be, be, despite being Catholic. You always buy the books I recommend. Have you ever bought one of my books? I bet you haven't bought one of my books. 
Um, my books are called The Haunting of Ninja Town by Jack Morgan and um, The Murder Cycle Diaries by Jack Morgan. You might like them. They're books of poetry. Might turn you on to poetry. You never know. It's exciting and experimental. Might like them. There's also vegan comic strips inside of them. We will have a vegan president. Of course we will. Because AOC, no, AOC is not even vegan, the immoral bastard. Um, but Cory Booker, Cory Booker, I've got a whole, I've got a soft spot in my heart for Cory Booker. People can talk a lot of crap about politicians, but Cory Booker, he remains on my mind. I want to see Cory Booker and Gavin Newsom as the ticket. New York, California, running the world. Or he's New Jersey, uh, Cory Booker. But East Coast, West Coast, you know, bring the country together. Gavin Newsom, Cory Booker, 2024. I don't care who's president, who's vice president, but I like them. Coffee and alcohol. Alcohol is a carb, which is why we don't get enough healthy carbs. Our body craves the unhealthy. You know, I haven't drunk a drop since I've been on tour. I'm pretty proud of myself. Blood Meridian by Corn McCarthy. That was a good one. That's a good book. Wow. That's a really good book. I haven't read that one in a long time. Imagine Greta becomes a citizen and runs in the future. Well, Maple, unfortunately, you cannot be a president of the United States of America unless you were born in the United States of America. That is uh, a rule in our Constitution that cannot be broken, or else we would have had President Schwarzenegger for sure. People love that guy. So President Schwarzenegger never could happen. He could be governor of California, but that's the highest he can go. He can't do anything else because he wasn't born in the United States. I guess he could have been a congressperson or a senator, but he can't be president or vice president, I think. But he could be... Um, yeah, he can't be vice president either. He can't be president or vice. But like um, Henry Kissinger, who just died, he could never be president, thank God. But he could be secretary of state. You know what I mean? You love poetry. You've been looking. You can't get them there. Why not? Healthy carbs or healthy sugars can affect our sleep. I'll be back. We need all need all a total recall, Gray Davis. It was so ridiculous. No, you can't run Maple. It was so ridiculous when when Arnold Schwarzenegger was running on the recall election because he couldn't win a fair election, but he ran on a recall election of Governor Gray Davis, which was who was kind of universally hated because of what happened with the deregulation of the um, electrical um, of electricity in California. Why did that happen? Because we voted for it because we're a bunch of idiots. Then Enron happened. And anyway, blah, 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 blah. he ran on a governor Schwarzenegger became ran on a recall election. But the whole time he's like, we're going to call. We're going to recall. We're going to recall Gray Davis. We're going to pack him up like a girly man. Yes, we are going to. I'll get in the chopper. He, everything he kept on saying with like all of his catchphrases on the on the campaign trail and he won was joaquin born in the united states okay so you have to be born a citizen in the united states so like what's his face oh god what's his name mitt romney was born in mexico but he can be president because he was born on a base in mexico so there's like 
there's ways you can do it. And I, so I think that Joaquin Phoenix was born an American citizen. So he can be, I think he can be, but I, I mean, where his birthplace is Puerto Rico. So yeah, he's born in one of the, one of the, um, one of the protectorates. So he could be president because he was born a, he was born in Puerto Rico, which is a protectorate of the United States or a colony. We don't like using that word, but, uh, and he was born an American citizen with an American passport. Cory Booker is more hope than, it, uh, than most, it seems. Yep. Cory Booker. I kind of like, I kind of like, I, I would, I would be happy with a Cory Booker. Okay. So I want to see what they say about Franz Kafka this morning was a Czech born German language writer whose surreal fiction vividly expressed the anxiety, alienation, and powerlessness of the individual in the 20th century. See, this is what I mean. I think that seriously, Franz Kafka is something that every vegan should read because I think every vegan can, um, relate to his characters. The opening sentence of his 1915 story, The Metamorphosis, has become one of the most famous in Western literature. As Gregor Samsa awoke in one morning from uneasy dreams, he found himself transformed in his bed into a gigantic insect. While in his novel, The Trial, published a year after his death, a young man finds himself caught up in the mindless bureaucracy of the law after being charged with a crime that is never named. That's my favorite one, The Trial. I love that book. So deft was Kafka's prose at storytelling, at detailing nightmarish settings in which characters are crushed by nonsensical blind authority. The writers began using his name as an adjective a mere 16 years after his death. Unbelievable. Although many other literary eponyms, such as Austinian from Jane Austen and Homeric from Homer, not Homer, not don't Homer, but like the Iliad Homer, you know, not don't be don't be a jerk. It's not Homer Simpson. It's Homer, like the Odyssey Homer um, <laughs> exists and are common enough. Kafka-esque gets employed more than most and in a wide variety of contexts lead to occasional charges that the word has been watered down and given a lack of specificity due to overuse. It might be true, but I say you could use Kafka-esque in many different ways in order to make a point. Maybe even read a, read a Kafka novel, you know what I mean? And then you maybe understand what the hell you're talking about. I think it's watered down because people don't know what People don't read Kafka, you know. It's just like people say Shakespearean a lot. That's just like a Shakespearean turn of event. And it's like, that's not what that means. But so what? You've never read any Shakespeare. What do I care? It's English. Put it over your knee and break it. Kafka-esque. Do your thing. Do your thing. Paul Campbell's just here from Galway City on the Atlantic coast of Ireland. Thank you, Paul Campbell, all the way over on the Facebook side of things. Thank you for watching. You are one of only one person watching on Facebook. Thank you, that person who's watching on X, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, we got one person watching on Elon Musk, but you know what's great? I really wanted to talk about this. No joke, PETA runs an ad with clownish Elon. Have you guys seen this? There is a new ad. I saw this ad. They said they want to run it on X because they, X isn't making any money anymore. But what I think is funny is that PETA always makes these ads and says, hey, we want to give you money to run them at the Super Bowl. Like they've bought Super Bowl ads. And then they, the Super Bowl says, no, we can't do it. Here's your money back. We won't run your ad because you're saying things like don't eat chicken. And uh, Super Bowl is all about eating animal parts. 
So they don't let them run their ads. But Elon Musk, in an interesting turn of events, and you know that he had to have a part in it because X marks us about animal, anti-animal testing. Um, he told animals to go F themselves. Oh, God damn it. What is going on here? Okay. Go F yourself, PETA. Okay. Apple having ditched X, formerly Twitter, and despite Musk's message to fleeing advertisers to go F yourself, PETA offered to step up and cover some of the lost revenue with an advertisement. So they're going to advertise this. But look at this ad. This is it. While Elon clowns around, monkeys and pigs died painfully in his labs. And they obviously have like an AI thing with him dressed like kind of like a Pennywise the clown. And you know what? They're going to run the ad. It got approved. It's going to be on X. <laughs> At least, you know, I hate Elon Musk. But the guy, he's got a sense of humor. And he he is a guy who is murdering animals. And he's like, yeah, someone wants to have, somebody wants to run an ad attacking me for murdering pigs and monkeys. Sure. Give me the money. You can have an ad. Unbelievable. I think this is so interesting. How do you feel about, yeah, Elon's Neuralink is horrific. And he's accepting that Pete is going to run an ad making him look like a clown and saying that animals, that he's murdering animals. I wish that they put pictures of what his, his animals would actually look like. Killed approximately 1,500 animals for their experiments. They killed 280 sheep, pigs, and monkeys. Said some monkeys' deaths were due to using animals who weren't very healthy to begin with. Yeah. Oh, well, they're not, they're not very healthy. You know how he talks, you know, like. He's a musk. Thinks he's a genius. He thinks he's a genius. Peter wants Musk to stop clowning around and find him in, in, in his heart. If he has to leave animals out of his games and focus instead of human relevant research. Yes, Elon Musk is a clown. Stop hurting animals. Neuralink. Why do you have to Neuralink friggin' pigs? You've got enough people that want to volunteer. I have 23 monkeys known to have been strapped into chairs and used in the brain-computer implant experiments at the University of California, Davis. Of course, California, Davis. California, Davis has 4,500 monkeys in their monkey labs. California, Davis is one of the worst perpetrators of abuse against monkeys on planet Earth. I went to UC Davis and actually protested them with the abduction tour. Most people who go to UC Davis, they're like, what, here? Yeah, here at UC Davis. California? Yeah, in California. God, it's so frustrating that people are so ignorant. And it's like, yeah, right here. I go to Davis. I never know this happened. Yeah, 15 of them have died. But all of them will be killed. Let's face it. Experimenters screwed steel posts into their skulls of macaque monkeys failed to provide them with adequate veterinary care and use an unapproved substance called bioglue, which killed monkeys by destroying portions of their brain. They endured facial trauma, seizures, and recurrent infections plantation sites. Yeah, of course they did. Elon Musk is a piece of garbage, but I do find it interesting that he's willing to allow people to call him garbage on his own platform. Does he actually believe in freedom of speech? Is that what this is? Does he believe in the marketplace of ideas? Or does he just want money? 
Either way, if you are still one of those people that are using X, I don't know why you're there. It's clearly run by fascists. And it's not even like, there's no mystery now. It's like, oh, is it run by, yes, yes, it's run by this guy, this piece of shit. That's who runs it. And the, and the people on there, most of them are also horrible. His love of money, it's possible. I think it might be just his love of money. But, I mean, Peter's not giving him a lot of money. It doesn't cost that much to run an ad on X. I mean, after all, most of his advertisers have bailed. And he told them to go F themselves. Already enough racism. Why would they be animal abusers as well? I agree. He's also South African. Have you ever met a South African that wasn't a racist piece of shit? It's a, I don't know. Not that they, they there must be some nice ones. I'm sure I've met them. But uh, I've met some perfectly tolerable you know tolerable south africans but they're mostly racist bastards elon musk is a racist bastard is what i'm trying to say all right so <laughs> i i was gonna talk about this yesterday but i didn't have time uh oatly wins the legal better post milk generation this is so funny because oatly calls them the calls their customers the post milk generation so the uk is like ah 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 you said we have a court document saying you're not allowed to call oatly oat milk you're not allowed to call it milk in the uk because milk is dairy and that's it and oatly said we'll take us to court then you pieces of shit and the court found that because oatly is not describing their product but is describing their customer it's perfectly acceptable and i find that a little bit a little bit of a beautiful little turn right oatly you could say what you will about them but they are some clever some clever uh goddamn marketers and they have found a loophole called <laughs> the post milk generation am i the post milk generation are you the post milk generation i hope you are because only old idiots would eat or drink milk the breast milk of another species it's ridiculous the violence that goes into obtaining it and the health risks that are involved in consuming it why would you why would you continue i i say join the post milk generation stop being an old-fashioned fuddy-duddy and stop harming innocent animals please thanks he thinks he looks good in a clown suit he does look good in a clown suit he does yeah mm. you know ramada ramada coffee is uh well it leaves a lot to be desired if oil can be made of, out of plants or animals then anything can milk cheese butter I mean, butter is oil, right? But what do you mean? If oil can be made out of plants or animals, then anything can. Milk can be made out of plants and animals. Oh, I see what you mean. I get what you mean now. Brainwashed by the dairy industry and the USDA, the, Univer the, the, the uh, United States Department of Agriculture, their job is to keep agriculture running, keep it going. Don't let it, don't let it fall. Don't let it fall. We need to keep all of our farmers in business. They harm the planet, but that don't matter none. You know, in 1620 today, the Pilgrim landed at Plymouth Rock. 
Can you believe it? Look at this pilgrim. This is a picture that I grew up with, the Mayflower at Sea. Isn't that crazy? Published by A.G. Burbank, Plymouth, Massachusetts. I've always seen this. This is like a really famous painting, the Mayflower. April showers bring Mayflowers. What do Mayflowers bring? Pilgrims. Pilgrims, traditionally thought to be at Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts. Some disagree, but who cares? It's Plymouth Rock. I don't give a shit. 1620, they were a bunch of religious nut jobs. But you know what? 1620, they uh, they they did their thing. Uh, they came to America. Pierre and they discovered radium. Pierre and Marie Curie in 1898. Oh God, do you remember this? First manned moon mission, Frank Borman. Do you remember? This is a Lockerbie bombing Pan Am Flight 103 in 1988. Terrorist bomb destroys Pan Am Flight mid-air over Scotland, killing 259 passengers and crew on board and 11 people on the ground. Wow. That was, I was only a little boy and I remember that, the Lockerbie disaster. That's probably how I discovered what a terrorist was, was the Lockerbie disaster. Do you guys remember? There's always somebody wanting to blow somebody else up, isn't there? Innocent people. All right. I wanted to look at... Oh, The Seven Dwarves came out today in 1937, the first full-length animated feature. Do you know that The Seven Dwarves is still, adjusted for inflation, the most successful animated feature of all time? Does that seem weird to you? That the very first was the most successful of all time, still today? It blows my mind. We talked about Snow White yesterday. That's so weird. Glenn Campbell's album, Wichita Lineman, goes number one. Wichita Lineman? I can't wait to... I'm going to listen to that today. Okay. Birthdays. Thomas Beckett, Roger Williams, Benjamin Disraeli, Walter Hagen, Kurt Valdem, Manuel Macron. I wonder if Macron... Macron must not be vegan, but I don't think... I don't think Macron is vegan. How cool would that be if he was? Is Macron vegan? Oh my God, he is? Macron drinks skim milk and egg whites. Macron's wife, Bridget Macron, loves her vegetables too. Emmanuel Macron's diet is described as a vegan diet, which is primarily plant-based with some animal products. That's not true. Who the fuck? Cora, Cora sucks. So it looks like they're not vegan, but they are vegan. They- they claim to be so they're plant-based but they eat egg whites okay well macron thinking about animals a little bit i guess still a carny not a fan most people don't like him walter hagen walter hagen he's a golfer I don't think there's anybody else. Kurt Waldheim. There's a lot of people I don't know. Second is General of the United Nations. Okay. He's Austrian. Ein Österreicher. Disraeli, British Prime Minister. These are people I don't really... Roger Williams. That name sounds familiar. Colonist. Theologian. He started the First Baptist Church of America. Okay. Thomas Beckett. I mean, he. you know, Thomas Beckett. He was the uh, yeah Canterbury guy. Yeah, the Canterbury Tales. He was appointed by King Henry II. Beckett was killed by four knights. Who will rid me of this troublesome peace priest? It was very famous how he said, who will rid me of this troublesome priest? And some guy, one of his knights, went over there and killed him. Jane Fonda's 86. 
Jane Fonda, when Jane Fonda dies, so dies all of our chances for peace on earth. Jane Fonda, of course, was one of the most influential people in talking about the Vietnam War. People forget that Jane Fonda was extremely influential. People called her Hanoi Jane. She made soldiers in Vietnam look just like our soldiers, and people got really mad about it. What are you going to do? Ray Romano, 66. Chris Evert. I don't know who Chris Evert is. Carrie Webb. Frank Zappa's birthday today. I know my friend Jess loves Frank Zappa. So Jess got me my tickets to Orlando. So thank you, Jess. And uh, happy birthday, Frank Zappa. Even though Frank Zappa was a carny, he, um, you know, he died young. So he left a beautiful corpse. Jane Fonda did not die young, but she's still looking pretty good if you think about it. Barbarella and Cat by You. Oh, my God. Barbarella. Barbarella is one of the sexiest movies ever made. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. She has protested the Iraq War and violence. Let me see. It says something about Vietnam. It does say something about Vietnam. Her counterculture era opposition to the Vietnam War and associativities were controversial. That's all it says. Yep. She's a she's super liberal, but she's also kind of Christian. So I never really like Jane Fonda. I've always been a fan, but like. Is she vegan? She eats almost no meat. Fonda focuses on eating mostly on plenty of healthy food throughout the day. Lots of produce and almost never eats meat. <laughs> Excuse me. She eats fresh fruits and vegetables every single day. So there's a reason why she lived to 85 because she is a healthy plant-based person, mostly plant-based person. So there you go. Jane Fonda. Samuel L. Jackson is sick of these motherfucking snakes on the motherfucking plane. But what are you going to do, Samuel L. Jackson? You can't get rid of them. You know? You just can't. It's a tasty burger. You know he's not vegan because he ate that burger in, in Pulp Fiction. And Mace Windu... Mace Window ate those frogs. Carrie Webb's a golfer. I don't think any of these, no vegans today. Ray Romano's definitely not vegan. Hi, I'm Ray Romano. I'm Ray Romano. Ha ha ha. I'm Ray Romano. Isn't that funny? I saw he was on he was on Bill Maher uh last week, and it was really funny because he's like, I think uh, I think I make more money than you do. Huh? I think I'm richer than you. He's very, very rich. Um, Brad Garrett, whom I used to know, Brad Garrett used to tell a joke about Ray Romano where he would be like, oh, what did I, how did I make all this money? Oh, I forgot to pay everybody. Ha ha ha. He makes lots of jokes about Ray Romano. Um, they're friends though. I've seen, I've met Ray, I've met Ray Romano. Anyway, he does a great impersonation of Rodney Dangerfield, oddly. Get no respect, no respect at all. Here we go. Tennis legend Chris Everett is from Fort Lauderdale, California, which is where I will be soon. Anyway, so no no vegans today. Sorry. Everyone's a piece of shit. And uh, there are no happy birthdays for vegans today. I'm terribly sorry. First crossword puzzle came out today, though. And um, thanks. I saw a movie called All About Steve or something. And it was starring Sandra Bullock. And it was horrible, but she was a crossword puzzle writer. What a horrible movie that was. But sometimes you have to watch really bad shit. Kermit, oh, no. Hey, Kermit kind of talks like this. Kermit has a little high it's a little high voice. Oh, Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy, how are you? Miss Piggy. 
But um, Ray Romano, I'm Ray Romano. Oh, I'm Italian, but I don't like to talk about it. He kind of taught everybody. And then Brad Garrett goes like, everybody loves Raymond. They had a great show that went on for, I think, eight years. They had a huge show that went out on top. They never did a reunion because everyone, the parents are dead and they were so important to the show. I remember Everybody Loves Raymond and it was it was pretty good. You know, it was a pretty good show. Pretty good for sitcom. If you like sitcoms, you could do worse than them. Everybody Loves Raymond was a pretty good sitcom. Gotta say. All right. Vegan Stallion. What did Vegan Stallion say? Jane Fonda is now getting herself arrested on nearly a daily basis for the climate, but she doesn't want to talk about plant-based diets for the planet. It's very disappointing. But, she, you know, she is plant-based according to what I just read. So I don't know. You know, old people, bro. These old people and vegans and celebrity vegans, I, I don't trust them anyway. Like, I hate to say it, but I, I keep on hearing that James Cromwell isn't actually vegan, even though James Cromwell tells people to go vegan. So what does that mean? I can't I can't help but always be kind of wary. Maybe he is. I can't wait to meet him. I want to meet him someday. I met someone that bailed out James Cromwell. If I bailed out James Cromwell, I, the first thing I'd ask is like, bro, bro, are you actually vegan or you just like getting arrested? Not really sure. Because, I mean, if, if Joaquin Phoenix isn't actually vegan – what can you say about the rest? It's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's difficult. It's difficult. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. And that's the show today. Today I will be in Orlando. Orlando! I'm going to listen to Glenn Campbell's. Glenn Campbell's awesome. Wait, who died today? Maybe there's someone. Maybe a vegan died today. Did, did, someone, did someone interesting die today at least? Frank Kellogg, Kellogg, of course, is one of the main researchers, main investors in vegan um, foodstuffs. Kellogg's a really interesting company because they are one of the main investors of vegan food. F. Scott Fitzgerald, what a great writer he was. He wrote Babylon Revisited. What was his book, his big book? Oh, yeah, um, the, great, the Great Gatsby, George, George Patton. He was the last five-star general. He actually slapped a guy in the face uh, because of he was shell-shocked. He had PTSD. Patton, of course, went down. He kind of went down in infamy. He didn't really uh, – his career ended pretty abruptly. Jack Hobbs, I don't know who that is. Mark Connolly, I don't know who that is. Al Gross, who's Al Gross? Al Gross is an inventor, Canadian engineer, renowned as a pioneer of mobile wireless. Wow, I never heard of him. He made wireless telephone pagers and cordless telephone technologies? No, I don't ever heard of him. Al Gross. There we go. Look at him with his, he looks stoked that he's talking on the little radio. That's pretty cool. There you go, Canadians. I know we got some Canadian viewers, Canadian VFFs, you know. There's Henry Kissinger. God rest his soul forever. Thank God he's gone. Yeah. Betsy Rawls. Didn't, um, didn't, didn't President Carter, didn't Mrs. Carter, the first lady, just die? How come she's not there? I thought she did. Who's Jack Hobbs? Cricketer. I don't know. Cricket. Who cares about cricket? Mark Connolly. 
He's a playwright. He wrote, what did he write? Dulcie to the ladies, Merton of the movies, Deep Tangle. Never heard of these books. Never heard of these plays. Well, there you go. So anyway, no vegans died today either. Just a bunch of garbage people. So sorry about that. Is it raining a lot in Florida? It rained a lot in every since I've been here, but now it's beautiful. So I'm hoping that we'll have a really good have a really good couple of sunny days while I'm in Orlando. It was it was cold and windy yesterday, and I went to Orlando, Florida with a t-shirt on. So I should have worn a hoodie or something, but I didn't. Yeah. Wasn't he controversial in using Dolphins, the latest version of Avatar? Dolphins were not used to make Avatar, but in one of the press meetings he got kind of hoodwinked into going to a water park that had dolphin shows and he was very angry about it i think you're talking about james cameron james cameron he tried to do um something he got really pissed about it and apologized so i say he's still i think james cameron's still a good egg i don't know we'll see what happens deb thompson yeah all right this is your daily affirmation for vegans only. If you're not vegan, please GTF the fuck out of here. Uh, GT the fuck out of here. So if you – um, I, I was thinking today that the affirmation would be, I am a breath of fresh air. You know, a lot of people, when they feel the fresh air, they might feel like it's a little bit stinging. They might feel like, oh, I've, I've, been, I've been drinking in this, this heavy – dark smoky air for so long that a breath of fresh air could feel a little weird at first but i am a breath of fresh air i am not like everybody else that's just kind of zombieing along towards the apocalypse like all these bloated bodies that i see just kind of meandering through the streets and through theme parks across america but a breath of fresh air i think that's something that's really important for a vegan activist to remember that I am a breath of fresh air because I bring new life into conversations and I get you to think about something maybe a little bit differently. It might be unpleasant at first, like lots of times. Sometimes when I had asthma really badly, before I went vegan, of course, I had asthma really badly. And sometimes if I breathed in fresh air or cold air, it would, it would, it would trigger my asthma. It'd be so weird because this is fresh, clean air. But because it was so different, it sometimes would give me a, a negative reaction. Sometimes fresh air can do that. But I'd rather be fresh air than miasma. I would rather be fresh air than the murk and the smog that, that hide beautiful skylines. Fresh air, you can see the beauty of the world smog and the and the and the cloak of of just a haze of, of industrial haze you'll you'll never see the beauty of the world you can only see it with fresh air so be fresh air vegans thank you i appreciate you so much for everything see ya thanks for being here at the pre-show it's so hard to Don't not to abuse animals don't forget to like, subscribe, all the things. Did you like this? Did you like it? Then hit the like button. Hit the th hit, smash it. Thumb the thumb the thumb button. Thumb the thumb button. Would you please thumb it? 
And then um, don't forget, you can also buy t-shirts at veganofcourse.net and, and hats. And please become a channel member or Patreon subscriber, please. Thanks. You guys are awesome. Thanks, everybody. Sayonara. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. Well, illegitimate non-carborundum, you have been pre-shifted. Don't let the bastards grind you down when you go out there and try to make a difference. Be a breath of fresh air because that's what you are, vegans. Because I need you. The animals need you. Happy solstice. <laughs> the animals definitely need you. And we need each other. So thanks. Bye, everybody. See the wait, what day is today? I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye.